open. Yo, let's go. Let's do this. I got Wait, you. Got you. Fix watch. Got you. Can you hear yourself? I can hear myself. I'm good. Okay. I wasn't able to hear myself. Okay. Let me. Come on, man. Really? Hold on. I'm going through some difficulties. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Welcome to Red Cup. It's in my cup. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, happy Easter to you. Happy, happy Easter Resurrection okay. Sunday to you, <laughs> my Baptist brother. All right, let, let's go ahead and share the blood of Christ right there. <laughs> Man, you do anything special besides going to church? No, I didn't go to church today. I went to church yesterday. You didn't go bunny hunting? I did not go bunny hunting. Uh, I did enjoy the beautiful scenery around the town, but no, no church for me. Uh, you know, that, that's one of the, um, I would say that's one of the times where you see how religious America is. Like a lot of people all of a sudden go to church. A lot of people are Christians all of a sudden, you know. Not all of a sudden, just, I mean, you got a lot of Catholics to go to church. Yeah, because true. it's, you know, it's like that time where you go and confess your sins and you got a whole nother year <laughs> to mess up and do your thing. So, uh, the rebirth, the rebirth, yeah. man. Yeah. So, God, up, man? It's, so it's, today is just going to be MBIN and it's, it's going to be not out your Cinco. And uh, yeah, we, we we missing some other subjects, some other partner right now. This is know? the this is the God knows my heart special. <laughs> <laughs> he knows my heart, uh, and it's a treat too because April Fool fall April Fools <laughs> fall on Rand Day yeah. and falls on the same time, same on, day. Uh, um, yeah, I thought Jesus is dead, man. Oh, Jesus is coming back, especially with my landlord. Exactly. He's looking at me like, be like, exactly. okay, you got my money. Yeah. You know, Jesus is born today. I don't get it. April Fool's <laughs> doesn't work with rent. <laughs> so, uh, what what you got this week, man? What, what, what went week, on this week? Man, this week, sitting back, relaxing, watching a whole lot of things go down. Of course, there's all kind of crazy things going on, especially yeah, when it's wrapped around when we talk about, unfortunately, heartfelt thing. Another subject we end up talking about when it comes to this country, when it comes to excessive force, another young black man dying at the hands of police officers, um, not to mention videotapes of police officers still beating us. It's yeah. almost like, okay, <laughs> the conversation used to be like, stop assaulting us and put us in jail. It's evolved <laughs> to stop killing us. Yeah, especially so when if Obama you stop, signed that yeah. thing that got everybody out because of weed. <laughs> it, so what it, it, is the lesser conversation? Stop killing us, and then it's gonna go and stop to stop beating us, and then stop beating us to stop harassing us, and then stop harassing us to can we be human beings? Oh, you, you oh wait, you talking about the Stephen Clark, right? Just yeah. to make sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I got my take on that. Here's my thing, though. The Stephen Clark started what about two weeks, two weeks, three two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, three weeks ago, about three weeks. So when are we going to march to Washington? Nah, what I what I do appreciate about the protests that are happening with Stephen Clark is it's local. 
you, and that's you my get, problem. You get a faster response locally than you go than you do nationally. And I've always been a big I've mm-hmm. always been a a big supporter that when it comes to issues that pertain to individuals, especially African Americans, yeah, we yeah. got to organize locally. Because yeah, trying it. to organize nationally, like we're not the march for our rights. We're not the kids down in Parkland. Like we are that they have figured out a way to put us in the position where, I mean, as Donald Trump said, it's a local issue. It's a national I mean, issue. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Right now, it looks it's, like it's, it's a, local a national issue, issue because it is what happened in Sacramento happened in Ferguson happened in everywhere we can go down to from L.A. to New York. It's happened. So it's not a local issue, but it gets a local response because it's the local prosecutor who decides if they're bringing charges to the officers. It's not the attorney general. Yeah, Obama yeah, tried it. <laughs> Obama tried it. With but, uh, Eric Spolser. Yeah, with uh, Eric Holden. Oh, yeah. And this is where we got education and politics one-on-one where everybody was like, Obama didn't do enough where he could assign certain ordinances and he sent the attorney general yeah. to check on civil rights violations. I mean, the, the reason why I'm asking you when we're going to march to Washington is because there's one constant that I notice when it's us. What I mean by us, I mean, this issue is just being us being black. Like there's no African or whatever. That's us. Yeah. This is our so complex. when it comes to us for some reason and we are the one that always want to associate our cause with everybody else. Like two weeks ago, those kids were marching mm-hmm. in Washington mm-hmm. and we were participating in that, you know, mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the year, women were marching. We were right. participating in that. Yeah. And now we have an issue mm-hmm. where we need to show that a whole country is, is actually seen what we are talking about. And I personally feel like it's only black people now doing stuff. Sometimes you see once, once or twice, there's like, like last time there was an outcry was only when that white girl got ran over by white supremacists. Oh, that's where the, they're like, the Oh, you know, the, yeah, at the, at rally. the rally. And that's why they were like, Oh, you know, this shows you the extent of racism. Uh, we right were now, been, we were being beaten up a while ago, and nobody said anything. Right now in America, you have white people fighting white people. They're not really concerned about what's going on in Sacramento. I mean, so I already knew it was going to yeah. go like that way. So, <laughs> Ben Carson yeah. got, got put up urban development. Yeah, they, when he got put unfortunately, up. Unfortunately, I was like, you know, I did. The good thing, the us. folks of Sacramento, North Carolina, they're gonna handle it. You know, I, I argue this for what's going to Sacramento was what happened in Ferguson what's happened with Alton certainly what happened with Philando Castillo, what happened to dang, what's the what's the girl's name down uh, Sandra, Sandra Bland. Bland down in Texas. And the list goes on and on and on to Rice. it like the list goes on. Keep fighting locally. Keep fighting. Keep holding people accountable. You know, pick up pick up the framework. Vote people out. Vote a council member in, vote judges in who share your interests and who actually have a heart to the community that they're connected to. Nationally, we already know it's not going to be heard. Oh, so, right now we're right so, now we're in an instance where white people are fighting white people over this presidency and what's a Democrat, Republican, liberal versus conservative. I mean, we talked about it. We texted so, about it. So, how when the verdict of Alton Sterling came out, it got like 
depending on what news station, yeah, yeah, they probably yeah, got yeah. like 30, 45 seconds. And, and, and it was back to Trump having sex with the Trump porn star. With the, with the porn star, yeah. But it, it, so you're low-key agreeing with me because that's what that was one thing that I was saying last week. Like, we need to start focusing on educating ourselves and getting ourselves in position where we can actually make decisions. Because, yeah. like, though, though we don't want to agree with Trump, Though we don't want to agree with him. When he said it's a local issue, that's the most empowering thing he can actually say for certain areas. And the reason why I say that, not to discredit that it doesn't happen on a national basis, but when you take these isolated incidences that have a national connection yeah. in how black men, black women are being treated mm. by an excessive force, forceful power. Yeah. We go to the government, but then we forget states' rights, and the government is like, we can't do anything because you got to do it without because it has to happen locally. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why I told a lot of people we got educated in Obama yeah. politics one on one because there's a certain things called states' rights, yeah. and state attorneys and attorney generals know about this, and they know Obama was in power was unable to overexert himself into certain place unless he can find a civil rights violation. I think people thought that every time that black people will be crying, Obama's going to show up at their doorstep and be like, you did this. We're going to fix you right now. Right. You know, but people on the see, here's my thing. I think a lot of black people understand democracy, how it works outside without knowing how it actually works in the U.S. See, yeah. like every other country, when you do democracy, is one person, one voice. Right. So when you go to vote, your vote counts. Like when I cast my vote in the ballot, it counts. It's my voice speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have electorate. We have... Mm-hmm. So people think that, oh, it's just like, you know, when you make, I don't know, election somewhere in Russia where... Everybody votes and, mm-hmm. you know, you cast your ballot. That's your mm-hmm. voice. But that's not the case. You have to make sure that locally you have who represents you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, exactly. Actually, I, I'll go further. It's not even in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I get pissed when I hear people say, oh, no snitching is the, is the role in this neighborhood. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. I'm going I'm to make sure those hoodlums need to leave. Right. <laughs> they need to leave. No, no. You are hurting us. Mm-hmm. They need to leave. Snitch on them. Call the cops. Make sure that the cops are representing the community that you are. When you go go. to uh, Torrance or any area where there's an Asian community, most Mm -hmm. of the cops, they are Asian. So if it's a black neighborhood, make Mm -hmm. sure most of the cops are black. Right. That's how I'm saying it. And here's when we talk about local power. Here's when we talk about electing your own city council member electing your own mayor because those are the individuals who are hiring the police chiefs who are hiring the um superintendents yeah they are they're hiring the people responsible for your community that's not responding to your community needs (laughs) yeah and then you want to turn and look at donald trump and donald trump is like i don't I don't, I don't know do what you're y'all. talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Talk, <laughs> talk to your mayor. Yeah. Talk, talk to, to your, your city council board. <laughs> y'all pay taxes to them. Look, this is... When y'all pay your taxes, yeah, it goes to them. Yeah. And then we take some, but yeah, yeah we ain't got nothing to do with that. Go ahead and talk to them. So, <laughs> and 
in in the essence of uh, Stephen Clark, may he rest in peace. May his family be blessed as they go through this day of this tragedy. Let's not forget. I really appreciate the movement is going on in Northern California. Let's put some teeth to this action. I just Vote. don't like what the brother is doing. Oh, Stevante? His brother, I think his brother is shifting the attention mm -hmm. of his brother's death to him in a certain way that he doesn't want. Maybe he doesn't want it, mm -hmm. but that's what he's doing. Because all that he's doing right now, his way of acting is just too much. It I is. feel like he's trying to be, first of all, he got other family members. He's the only one that we've seen, and he's not in a positive way. He over there acting crazy. And I'm like, listen, you're going to make those people not respect our cause because they're going to be like, you got that clown over there talking. How are we going to take you all seriously? But Stevante Clark has people paying attention. Like what? The only thing they're doing his is watching and be like, look yeah. at what he's doing. When though his, it's like a side show. But at the same time, though you may not agree with his antics, which is, I believe, is a natural emotional response to his brother. You mean that's the way he's grieving? I'm not saying it's, it could be. I don't know him personally. Well, he's acting like he got really either his grieving really hard or he got some issues. Or he wants to take it straight to the police officers that killed his brother. Well, oh, anyway, we're going to come <laughs> on a quick break. We're going to be back and uh, let us know what you think. And we back. And we're and back. And we back. And we're Red back. Cup. We're back. The Red Cup podcast. Yo, the show we talk about that tells you exactly what we have in mind or what we have in our cup. Yo. Yeah. And it's let's go. Same complexion, different perspectives. So let's get it going. So as we go in, as I said, today we don't have the perspective from uh, our female host. Which is good. We you miss a K. Miss her, but it's okay. We miss you, but today we're gonna get a sausage going. It's a sausage party around again. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I may have to text oh, somebody now. Oh, Let, let's go ahead and move on to the next subject. What yeah. you got, man? What we got now is your boy Tyrone Hankerson. This this ties in <laughs> this ties into historically black college and university. Hey, you no. gotta let him know who is Tyrone okay. Hankerson. And before I go before the record, I did not go to a HBCU. Uh, I I love HBCUs, especially their homecomings. I have great times, and I try to go as often as I can to what little ones I mm. do go to. But in a sense of this brother who is at the lead investigation of damn near embezzling a million dollars out of a university. But how does that happen? Hit. Well, Wait, which oh, university? Oh, was you, it? you want you uh, it was um, was Howard. It, Howard? it was Howard. Howard. Okay, it was Howard. Now here's the funny thing though. Um, what he did, it's not illegal. 
How's that? Wait, wait, wait. How do you? That's the funny thing. So actually, actually, he's not what we what he did. It's not illegal. How do you take a million dollars from a college? This is what, this is the trickery that he did. Okay. So what he did was basically sending the letter to all the other students that apply for a grant, letting them know that there's no money for the grant. So you can't have because you can't have the money. Well, um, your grant is not there. And then he was giving himself grant for some kind of a mock mock uh it was he was um a mock study or something like this so he was giving himself grant which legally he basically was exploiting the loophole in order for you to get the money you just need to apply for a grant now when you're awarded the grant whatever you do with the grant that's it that's, wasn't illegal for him to tell other students they didn't get it well that's what i'm saying like him telling people there were no money he was actually on borderline telling the truth. There was no money because he was giving himself the money. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> so, so this is what he did. But this, that that, that like, has to be illegal it, in a it, sense. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's not illegal. It's not illegal that, because it was basically using a lip a loophole. Because okay. has, it's like basically you telling somebody, oh, you can't get any more coke from the fountain because there's no more. But at the same time, the guy is seeing you like filling up your cup with the Coke. And that's why there's no more. Okay. But in this loophole, so he basically took a, he took advantage. He of took money aid. from the government legally, like because he took the money. Somebody else was not able to get the money. So he sends him, he sent those people the letter saying, so he you can't like, have the money. Because so he didn't like tax breaks. How a little bit, a little bit. Breaks. So, okay. But here's the thing. Not every, here's the thing. Okay, so when we look at, if we compare this taxes and financial aid, it's pretty much almost the same. He, legally, he will put it as a grant. So when he finds for tax, he will put that he received a grant. Okay, Street Code says he needs his ass whooped up. Okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he'll get it there. And, and this guy was showing up at work with a chinchilla coat. Yeah, I heard. With some good shoes. About, he, oh, he was man, showing he, up dapper he was, down. He was driving a ranch. Matter of fact, he, he wasn't a hiding. He had a podcast or something, like a camera following him, a lifestyle of a college. Oh, yeah, like crazy. a vlog. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't hiding. And that and that's my thing. Like, this is the problem that we have with government. Sometimes when you have government officials that are mm -hmm. abusing the system, mm -hmm. there is no real repercussion because they know the rules and they know how to circumvent right. go around those loopholes. We're seeing that now. exploit those loopholes and use that. And that's exactly what he did. So take that's why you don't see any kind of uh, um, judicial thing taken against him. He basically he was just put out, but technically huh, he did everything legally. He was giving himself grant, which grant does not exclude government official receiving grant. So he was giving. I'm still. I'm. I, I hear it's what not, you're saying. It's not. It's unethical, but it's legal. That's the problem. So he's, the, he's, he's the reason that Howard was a million dollars short. Well, I don't know if Howard was a million dollars short. He was one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, driving that rover. Okay, so is he the scapegoat? Well, I think because he's the one that got cut. So they're probably the only thing they can do. I think is fire him, and even fire him, they can't really do it like that. They have to go to a whole procedure because he's a government official. They have to maybe do give him a warning. Howard University. This is to you guys. We just talked about local organizing. 
You also can vote for your board of trustees. We need to go to his house with Pitchfork yeah. and ask for the money. It's he's not gonna give you anything. Okay, the money's gone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the money yeah. gone. He and he was giving money. himself trips to the Bahamas. Oh my goodness! He was over there wearing those pink shorts that you don't like, dressed like Carlton Banks. I was looking at you like this dude. Oh my goodness! He was doing a Carlton. I can't. I can't. Hey, hey! But he was playing the game, man. So you can't head the player, head the head the game, man. So on my university students, you have something called a board of trustees. So on the board of trustees, you have a student representative that you vote for. They don't know. Are, have, have you been? Have you been recently on campus? Like no, I remember I, the last time I was on the campus and they I had some kind of elections. Nobody knew who were the people presenting themselves at the elections. Nobody knew because nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, you got those students that are already worried about paying for school. That's mm-hmm. the number one concern. And then on top of that, grade. You think they got time to figure out who is going to be the representative in the board of Turkey? They don't care. You should know after this. They, you should know when they raise your tuition, but they don't give a. F- <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you should know. And this is where we talk about local politics. Even as here's. See, America is built in the foundation of the fabric of America. The power is in the vote. It's in the vote. Your political activism is strategically putting people in places who share your interests. And you know what? I'm just glad you said that because, again, you are agreeing with me. <laughs> we need to find ourselves in position where we can make changes right. rather than sit around and say, we're going to march. We're going to protest. We're going to break shit. We're going to do this. this Here's a funny thing. Do, but watch this. Somebody told me. Wait, one, one Somebody told me protest and march brings awareness. But the change really comes with a push of the pen. And if you're not holding the pen, guess what? You ain't changing jack. Well, here, watch this. We may laugh at the woman's march and say, oh, you guys can pick up black people and a lot of them black people issues or issues pertaining to black people and a lot of the women who march with you guys still voted for against your interests (laughs) um but here's the crazy thing i don't even think it's crazy that march sparked a lot of women running for government solely on women's issues so these marches can be something but it's about what what is your message yeah. about how the movement moves forward within this? Because I don't think a lot of the individuals who show up and are running for certain offices today that are a woman or like mm-hmm. the guy in Montana who is a foreigner. I can't remember his name, but who got mayor of a city. It's a girl thing. It's a woman. She's a Muslim or something like this. No, there's no, a no, Muslim no, Muslim, no, but no. In, Mon- in the state of Montana, there's a, a black in, there's a black foreign guy who became mayor. I can't remember mm. his name right now. And they attest him winning mayor based on the woman's march and what he heard. Well, so, anyway. yeah. in these marches, we need to really focus on a strategy. Yeah. And the strategy, and that's what I like about the what the students are doing in Parkland. Par- Man, students in Parkland gosh. are talking about they're, they're pointing to the vote. Man. They're not pointing to, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know. Just for mm. me, it's just a distraction. Anyway, Hankinson, Tyrone. First of all, with a name like Tyrone, I mean, I'm not trying to be stereotyping, but hey. man, now we better call Tyrone because Tyrone, Tyrone got the money. Tyrone got it. <laughs> Tyrone got the money. Hey, Tyrone, Tyrone got the plug on the Tyrone. financial aid. Tyrone got the plug. He got the plug on the financial aid. I'm not here. I am bouncing with you. Tyrone I'm not even appreciating you. Tyrone got your you right money, now. girl. <laughs> 
Tyrone do got your money. Got your money. If you go to Howard University, Tyrone got your money. Tyrone got your money. Oh, he's self. His cell phone works now. He's not using your cell phone. He's using is is he a student? Tyrone? Yeah. Nah. He was part of the uh, administration. Oh. I'm pretty sure if he get fired, a lot of people going to apply for his job, though. I'm sure. <laughs> ah, it's going to be all kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's done. But anyway. let's talk about the... Well, talking about the ultimate come up, because what Tyrone did, I don't care what you said. It's it's wrong. Okay, <laughs> he, he, he need... Somebody... Hey, he needs to catch many fades. It's legal. But... It's wrong. But My it's boy. Legal. I remember I remember Cat Williams talked about being Federline with um Federline getting Britney Spears oh, pregnant. Britney Man, Jeremy Mink. Well, we're gonna come back for that. And we are back. And we back. We and are we back, back on the number one podcast, the Red <laughs> Cup Show. Hey man, I'm claiming it, the number one podcast. The number one talk podcast about Red Cup. You know what? We got mini cups and everything here. Mini cups needs major to be talked about. Miniature cups. And you got something in your cup that you wanted to talk. I oh, felt yeah. like you were a little bit low key hating on some nah, other dude, nah, man. I'm not hating. Ain't no hate. Ain't no hater. Ain't not. Uh, if you recall, Jeremy Mink, the brother who was the felon in jail no, when they took that. That's not how the feel. That's not how the ladies refer to him. The ladies refer to him as the pretty felon. The pretty felon. The model felon. Okay, so what I'm not gonna say is that. So, <laughs> Jeremy Mink, uh, light skinned dude who was a felon. You gonna sound like you hate him because he's light skinned. No, no. I'm hating him because he's light skinned. I'm like, dude, you are winning just because you're a light skin. Because if, dude, if you eyes. were, if he, you were he, a dark skin dude, he was light skin. No one would I talk to you. Light skin tattoos, green eyes. All I know is he, he's got a billionaire woman pregnant. But you know, he left his because he was married before. He had a girl when he was in jail. Mm-hmm. I think he had even some kids. He, he left. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as that fan mail started coming in, he wanted a divorce. He was like, no, I think that's why he did. He left her. But I mean, they had a mutual arrangement where I think um, he's basically giving her like a lump sum. You know what? Look, Do we know why he went to jail? He went to jail because of, uh, I can figure out. But yeah, no. Whatever he went to jail for, I don't know. When he went over there and they snapped his picture. And that's the funny thing. They snapped his mug shot. And apparently it was either one of the police officers or somebody over there, like basically pointing on the fact that how can a cute guy like this be in jail? And then he got viral like that. And I'm like, really? Wait, is his name even Jeremy Meek? What's his name? Jeremy Meek, M-E-E-K. His name is Jeremy Meek. But point is like, dude, ah, here you, can't, you can't really be mad at him. I Jeremy mean, Meeks. Whatever the name is. I don't give him. I don't care. With Chloe Green. 
But here's my thing though. The billionaire girl. Yeah. You telling me that you had no one. Well, the way he met her, it was more like Yo, he is living his best he was, life. But, but here's the thing though. He had already uh, a job when he came out and it was through his job that he met her. It wasn't like wait, he was wait, still, what kind of job would you meet a billionaire? He was doing fashion. So this is what happened. Oh, that's right. So he, got hired he was in jail. Yeah. He was in jail. And then they saw the picture and then they offered him a contract while I was in jail. Right. Talking about, okay, when you come up, we got something for you. Mm -hmm. So when he came back, he was able to go back to his, uh, no, not go back, but start his new job, which was being a fashion model. Uh -huh. It was through Man. fashion modeling that he met this billionaire. Yo, I would put it like, like I said, like I said, like I said, I mean, he was already popular by the time he came out of jail because everybody was pretty much. It was a fel bay, felon bay or whatever, whatever his name was, but uh, felon bay. He was already he was already popular by the time he came. I put out it of like jail. this, you know, Cat Williams a long time ago in a stand up talked about Kevin Federline <laughs> and how you know Federline played the pimp handbook to the T. <laughs> this dude, Jeremy Meeks, oh, he just took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> He just took the whole idea of coming so, up. So, 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 so you think that he he's so you think that basically he's um, with the girl because she has money, or maybe he really likes her, man. But like that's this. the true test about loyalty, though. Because think about it: if it was ugly and he was in jail, there's a fifty percent chance his girl would have left him. That she wouldn't have? That she would have left him. If he was ugly? If he was ugly and he was in jail. Because, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people just lose their girl once they hit that jail cell, man. Once once the, once the cell is closed, like, bam, that's but it. Your girl's gone, man. Because the only communication you got through the phone, and that's it. Regardless for whatever reason they are together. Well, he just got out of jail, what, two, three years ago? Oh, no. All I know is now ago. he got money. And, and they're going to have the kid right now. I, I I heard that she's pregnant. So he made yeah. sure he got that bag. Yeah. Like, he yeah. He, he not playing. On he that. not playing. On that. He not playing. He got and, that. And she's going to be a bill. And she's a bill. She's a billionaire. On that. Uh, On nah, that. He not playing. He not On playing. That. But if you are one of his baby mama, here's the good thing. <laughs> there is hope for you. Because if that kid is uh, not 21 or 18 yet, you can still cash in that billion. What so they gonna do? Go Five ahead. Child support? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Get your bag. She gonna, gonna be waiting for child support. She gonna be, of course. She gonna be waiting for his ass. Be like, okay, you got that billion now. Woo. But you know what? If the heiress is actually smart, which I believe that's what the parents would do, okay, they'll make it seem a prenup. Okay. And be like a contract. Nah. So you can't really get no. a contract. Or they're well, not the even thing. gonna get married. They're not even gonna get married. Yep. This is all this is all not even alimony, not married. This is all like child support and yeah, she said I took care of me when she got pregnant. I was living with her. Woo. I'm used to this lifestyle. So because I'm used to this lifestyle, I'ma need a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars a month. Because hey, me and my kids hey, are used hey, to being on private yachts. But, and, hey, but I'll be honest with you, it doesn't sound like we hating on this dude though. I'm not hating on him. <laughs> I am not hating. I on am, man. I am. I'm sitting because here. I'm thinking if I had a choice, and you were light skin, you would probably get the same choice. But just because this dude, oh man, oh my goodness. Yo, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm not, 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 I'm not
I mean, his ex-wife isn't. It's she look good. That's the thing, though. Like, his ex-wife look good. His ex-wife look good. I seen the picture. I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I guess he, he, he found a better, you know, find a better. He chick. got three kids though. Well, <laughs> it looks like three kids. Maybe two of them are his. I well, about that one. Right whatever, now. how many kids he have? They're under eighteen, bro. Man, I'll let you know. Life. Hey, uh, they what, at least what, set. They at least set till they get eighteen. Yeah, because <laughs> once, once that lady says I do, man. She no, ain't gonna say nothing. That, his ex gonna be like, ain't no, bill, ain't no billionaire Jesus. saying I do. What? But hey, we never it, know. You don't know that she. You know, she, if you are, if he's you're giving her prison dick. She over there, be like, <laughs> she over there, be like, oh yeah, I'm getting a hard life. Yeah, that 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 prison dick got her pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we gonna you know the wait, you know what it reminds me of? Remember, Ooh. Remember, Ooh. Um, remember Dave Chappelle did that bit when he got Oprah pregnant? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I Jeremy Meeks. It, we now see the day she like, got come to pregnant life. when he got over pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember that. There one. it is. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. All right. And we're gonna come back on Yo. another subject. You like gospel music? Like, I like gospel music. You like gospel music? I like gospel music. Okay. Well, I'll be honest with you. I. I listen to gospel music, but I don't really like it. Doesn't matter who your gospel music comes from. It doesn't matter. I just don't. I just don't really love it. So you heard about? But wait, hold on. You heard about? Okay, we'll be right back. We'll (laughs) tell you about that when we get right back. You just wanted to tease, man. And we are back, back once back, again. Back, you back. are on the Red Cup Red Cup podcast, man. The Red Cup start hitting. I'm, 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 my, my words are slurping. You know, this your boy Nato Chusinko, and I'm NBIN. And unfortunately, we did not have the beautiful and awesome Emisuke. Why is she? Where is she? <laughs> what is she doing? We don't know. Missy, Emisuke, Emisuke. What we she's love doing, she's, she's laid in the bed with some allergy medicine and yeah, some, some, some ginger man, tea right please, now. Please, please. She's probably having that allergy but D, that vitamin I can D. Tell you, that's I, I can tell you what she's probably doing. She's probably getting that vitamin D. I can, ta- I can tell you what she's probably doing. What? Listening to some gospel music from Major. my favorite, one of my oh, favorite man. Snoop yeah. Doggy Dog. You, you you seen the video where he was uh, like we um addressing those that were like talking about why Snoop Dogg did yeah. gospel music and how he basically pivoted the question and be like what are you doing what have you been doing for the Lord right. and I'm like 
Negro, what have you been doing for the Lord? He's been doing a lot. You got to remember, Snoop separated his lifestyle. That, and okay. I think so many people look at his lifestyle. Snoop's football camp, Snoop's charity games. Snoop, Snoop has always been... And this comes from, like, if you live in Long Beach, Hawthorne, yeah. Compton, Snoop has always been I think, one. I think it was the, pretty much, for the especially for the children. I think it was gradual because when I think about that, okay, Snoop, um, when Snoop first started, it was that gangster rapper talking about, I mean, I mean, the doghouse. Look at, the, <laughs> look at the, the, I mean, at that time it was CD. Look Doggy at the style. friend Look at the front cover doggy of the scene. The doggy style. Yeah. Really. Uh, and, and after that, you know, when I saw the show when he was on MTV and uh-huh. he was showing that he was a family man, yeah. he was pushing his son to play football and how he was involved in the community. That's why I had a different perspective of him. So I can see where at one point in time he will, we, we will like basically pivot and go to church. But all that. I don't think he ever I, left church. I don't think he ever left church. I mean, every See, gangster is religious. Okay. I mean, Al Capone, Al Capone was religious. Within the community, Pablo Escobar was they also religious. The they were always, always the very yeah. religious. A lot of times you, you get individuals who are caught in lifestyles. They don't like what they do, but they do what they need to do to survive. But I think and the they, question is, is it believable? Absolutely. Have you heard the CD? I heard one song and oh, I was man. like, listen, it's just another talk that is basically saying My, sorry for the homies that died. No, man. That was, the, it, it wasn't about him so, being repenting because there's no actions right now what? that shows anything that has to do with rep- I mean, think about it. For the longest, he was referring pimping as church. Welcome to so, <laughs> so for me, all that got stuck engraved in my mind to the point that when he every time well, that he says we're going to church, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of him. You know, at the one point, at one point of time, he had that pinky that he was his nails, bro. There is like going to church. That's exactly of, what I'm thinking. And I don't know. there's a lot of pimping that's gone down in churches. What I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, pick your poison on how you want to explain that. What I'm saying is, (laughs) what I'm saying is, I think Snoop is he's the evolution of a man of a human being. Gangsterism, turn pastor. He's not a pastor. (laughs) Definitely, he's not a pastor. But he could be a pastor if he wants. I would probably don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Every time that I'm seeing... Look, every Welcome time that I've seen somebody that turned to religion... Welcome, Welcome to the church, saints. <laughs> it's going to be Orlando Maze. Reverend Doggy Dog. Rever- Reverend Reverend uh, Reverend Be- Bertha. Dog. Nah, Reverend Doggy Dog at your service. Reverend Bertha Maze. We're here to talk about the love of the Lord. And one thing I love about Snoop's album... Okay, so I just looked it up. I had to. I'm horrible with names. Apparently, he's actually doing well. His song is number one Man. gospel, or whatever. Dude, the one of the my favorite songs on the album is uh, "Sunrise." I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the name. I just remember it was Coco. In "Sunrise," he talks about his maturity, his process, his challenge. And I think anybody who comes in through this life and has challenges and at a certain point when you got to go before the Lord and you see the Lord is real and everything. So you is, think because it's older, he got wiser and started thinking about life. I think after it happens. 
man, it's something about young men when we grow up, young men and women, specifically just men growing up. When you grow up, you're not young anymore, but okay. I'm getting there. I'm not 40 yet. I'm on my way. (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, you start thinking about death. Man, you start thinking about a whole lot of different things. Like, you know, when you're in your 20s, you just like, YOLO, whatever it happens, we're going to get out here and we do this. But then something happens as you evolve when you start to look back and you think those things don't make sense. And, you know what I mean? Snoop and his wife have done a great job with raising a beautiful family. And Lord knows. Oh, yeah. We, and this, we, is, not this is what this I was saying to somebody. We're not taking this from them. Yeah. This is what I was in my debate with somebody about his album. I said, you don't know where in Snoop's life. Where yeah. he could have lost everything. And the only thing he knew to do was fall to his knees and pray. Yeah. And there, but... there, there, is, there is a testimony in that. With I don't... Knowing that you got into a place where you felt like you could do it your way. And you fell to your knees and you gave it to the father. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't pray. I mean, when you think about it, cops pray that they stay alive and robbers pray that they don't get caught. But my point is, everybody <laughs> prays for something. But my thing is, when it comes to gospel music and how the gospel might encourage other people going through some stuff, his it's Snoop the best um, example. Or like, is it believable? Like, I'll take an example, Kirk Franklin. Uh-huh. Kirk Franklin was believable till he came out one day and said he was addicted to porn. And everybody was like, oh... Then they realize, you know what? It's tough that people struggle, and he mm-hmm. had to work his way back mm-hmm. in the heart of people. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Mary Mary. Mary Mary was considered like the group of holiness, and until that show came out on TV, and then they started seeing that, oh, they're just human like us. So their music was like, okay, they're circular, they're whatever. So it's the same thing for Snoop. Snoop was going to do a gospel music. And for people that are really religious, they feel like it's the world taking over the holiness of the church. So I'm not trying to get into into deep, but it's like, is it believable? Like, was it believable Noah who was a drunk? Was Noah who was a drunk? Was he believable? Was... I mean, we can go down with Abraham. Who I mean, you're talking God about that. Different. Like, okay, you're talking about, okay, like, example, if Noah was a drop. But the thing is, the actions that followed made Noah the position where he is right now. And my question is, Snoop making the gospel Noah album. Noah was a drunk that, after he did what he did. Like, no, no, no. He was drunk after this, and that's why he cursed his son. And right. that's what. But my right. point is, my point is, just like Maze, what makes you think he's not going to be like Maze? He's going to be a pastor. Go somewhere in... Well, he's in L.A. So go somewhere in... Crash, uh, in L.A.? No, Maze. I'm talking about Snoop. But oh. I'm talking about like how, you know, Maze went into Atlanta and started being a pastor, having right. his own church. And all of a sudden, he said, you know what? I got to do another album. I'm going to do another album. Did he hit okay. me and said, I own one more album. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is the Welcome same thing. Back. Like, is it just not a phase? I think that's why people... Because, I mean, not, not too long ago, he was Rastafarian. Rasta. Rastafarian is a, a branch of Christianity. Yeah, but my point is like, well, it's a branch of Christianity, but why he didn't stay Rastafarian? It makes it seem like it's a phase. That's what I'm trying to say. It just like uh, shine that okay. all of a sudden was shine is now Jewish or Amari Stoudemire that is Jewish. It makes it seem like Amari Stoudemire is Jewish. Oh yeah, that is Jewish. Now he plays he, he, he he's playing in, in um, Israel and he's Jewish now. 
But that my point is, you make it seem like it's a phase. Like right now, because you're old and you're thinking you're about to die, you not think about your life after death. That's why you start seeing God. But once you have the opportunity of seeing something else, like all of a sudden you get offered a billion dollars to do a, a twerk song, we're gonna see you say no, no, no. I can't. So, so I can't. So, so you gonna no, no, think? No, no, so you no, no, think? No, no, so you no, think? No, no, no. I can't. I can't. So compare, after doing a gospel song, you think he's gonna do? Nah. After doing a gospel song, you think he's gonna do a club song? No. Here's the thing. Snoop did not have to do a gospel album. Here's the difference between people who swell, sell out doing the twerks and the 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 um the Bojangles act of giving you what you want. <laughs> No, Snoop, I'm not saying he is, but Snoop, I'm saying like Snoop did not have to do this. Yeah. Here's a, here's the difference between somebody who's coming up trying to get you to see them, mm-hmm. like a Takashi Six Nine, and somebody who's in position to say, "This is who I. What is what I want to do." Okay. You, you okay? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. The Ray Cup is hitting. Okay. Yeah. The spirit hitting you on Easter Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'm getting Snoop comfortable. Snoop did not have to do a gospel album. Okay. He did not. He, he just did it well because said, he wanted he to. He did it we want to. Even in the Bible, it says the true ultimate test of a man is not about who they are when they have nothing, but who are they when they have everything. And on Snoop that note, that he we're going to end. And the church said, amen. And the church said, go get Snoop's. Spotify, Amazon Music. Do Stop promoting do. Snoop. He didn't pay nothing for this podcast. Man. We're going to be right back. Snoop helped me through and the Snoop, last Snoop, I owe my weeks. money, Dan. <laughs> we're gonna be right back week. after this we're That's gonna come back cup. and uh let you know what's going on still in our cops Apparently, we have no more subjects. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? I actually wanted to talk about something. I yeah. The new father. Daddy, you know, Daddy, th- Daddy Crack Chronicles uh, of MVIN. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about that. So this is what happened to me today. And I don't know if it was me being paranoid, but um, I went to church today. Of course, it's Easter. Amen. And, you know, uh, my daughter was crying, so I carried her out. And I went out and 
this is what happened in order for me to calm her down i had her in the uh i forgot how you call it. i think it's um it's what is a carry-on you know like the one that um the guy in uh hangover had you know when he put the fake baby oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i had something like that oh and i was just i was just being normal that but people were staring at me like they, i was i felt like i was in the zoo and i was one of the animals and people were looking at me like i'm some kind of exotic giraffe and like you're carrying a baby no but the thing is why is people making it seems like it's some such a big uh, uh, uh something never see like i'm telling you well I have to mention that the, where I was, it was predominantly white people. Ah, I, I was just about to ask you. Okay, you, you were predominantly this. white people. Okay, and they were just looking at me like, "What? What a minute! What is it? I mean, like they'd never seen the dad being the dad. And for me, I was like, I seen a lot of white people doing that. So why do they looking at me like I'm doing something wrong? Like, would, do you look at a, a person differently when they have the carry on? No, uh, speaking from a white perspective has always been challenging for me. So why they were looking at, I could not answer. I mean, I see white people with leashes on their kids. I see them. <laughs> would you would you put that. a leash on your kid? Not never. Yeah, uh, not I can see the use for it, man. No, well, it's not a leash. It's a security like device. It's a security when my, device. When my, when my daughter, when my daughter was young, one of, for some reason, one of my daughter and son's favorite place to go. Um, which is a grocery store. I think because they like to grab a whole yeah. lot of stuff. So my son was always good with staying next to me. Never an issue. My daughter, on the other hand, she used to test me and challenge me. So she used to like <laughs> to run down the aisle. <laughs> but then daddy knew. You know what I mean? Like you knew, okay, she's just far enough. I can get there. Like nothing's going to happen. I'm going to see Did she have it. the mental um, barriers like and she knows how far I can go. Oh, yeah. It was eyesight. Oh, okay. So <laughs> if she would run and I would walk around the aisle, she would come darting back. Okay. You know like she would run to a point. But if I like step behind the aisle or something like that, if I like step behind the aisle or something like that, yeah. she would kind of peek her head around. And if I wasn't there, she come running back. Yeah. Because you know I'm mean? like, like this is one of the things that I might, I might have to put in my uh, resume. I, like, I, the black parents put the fear of God in their children. They put the fear of God in their children. Oh, oh, you want to run off? I'm leave your little buddy. Talking about that. So two things. First thing is I seen a post. Somebody pretty. Have you ever, have you ever noticed that there is no black children Start doing those mass shooting because this is what's gonna happen. Your mama gonna be like, <laughs> "Oh, you gonna take that gun yeah. and gonna shoot somebody? Yeah. How about I shoot your ass first, yeah. boy? You are not gonna get me yeah, to school. <laughs> like yeah. you gonna show up at your school? I ain't using my you're sick like, days for you. Yeah, I'm using a sick day. I'm gonna show up at work. Remember, <laughs> the, remember the mom who showed up at the protest when she saw her son, her son on TV oh, in Baltimore goodness. and started beating him? Like that is the black uh, mom, like. <laughs> If well, well, in my case, it was it was, it was mom and dad. Man, my dad, my you, mom, we my mom be, will probably show, and she will show just to just not to embarrass me in front of the school because if my dad show up, he's gonna uh, embarrass me. Uh, so it was for me to have a mental knowledge that you're gonna get that whooping when you get home. Man. But just keep in mind that you're gonna start you're gonna start making stories about so why you leave school early. If you are a young black child, African or American with African heritage. The biggest fear you have is your mama. 
I think that's a minority. And, I, I, and for me, Your because we have this up, thing in common, it's over. because we have this in common, normally, you know, African Americans should feel relating to if black your Africans. Mama show up, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> okay, you done did something and you about to get got. <laughs> Your mama show up. That is your kryptonite. I don't care. That, that's, the biggest hardcore. Remember that beat? Okay. And I think it's always funny. Shaq. Shaq yeah. has that Shaq in the fool thing. And I can only use Shaq because we use a lot of rappers yeah. or whatever. But Shaq is kind of a safe place. Shaq had that beef going on with JaVale McGee. Oh, with JaVale. Oh, JaVale McGee. <laughs> with JaVale McGee. For Shaq and it was the, the funniest. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And JaVale McGee got strong and started responding to Shaq. And Shaq was like, oh, now that you're on a good team, you want to talk back. Like, you didn't endorse this the last three or four years when you was on that other team. Yeah, when you were in Denver. And, you know, JaVale started getting physical with his Twitter fingers about what he going to do with Shaq. And Shaq was like, what? He started going back. Who stopped Shaq from doing that? Well, yeah. His mama. Well, his mama stepped I think, in. I, 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 well, you know what? That brings another subject because I think culturally here is the mama, mm-hmm. but in other places, like example, in Africa is the dad. I'm not going to lie to you. Your mama can show up mm-hmm. and you're going to respect that, but she's going to be the soft voice. But your daddy, like me, with my mom showing at work, I was I was only worried because that means my dad's gonna whoop my ass when I get home. But, <laughs> but if my dad show up, that means I'm gonna get it right now. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, like well, that man, was why. But that was the, I think because here the culture is unfortunately because I think the culture is because there's a lot of single parenting and usually it's the mom. Uh-huh. That's why the mom is considered the ultimate authority. Nah. It is not like I, I was devaluating my mom. Man, even but, okay, hold on. Your daddy can still be the ultimate authority. But the first person you do not want to let down is your mama. That is true because that's all I'm saying. It's something. Well, if it's something boy, about your mama. When when you're a female, man, your dad your can whoop you. Do everything like you expect. Oh, daddy gonna get mad. I'm gonna be get a whooping. He gonna put me on punishment. He gonna go off. Like you love your dad. Even if your mom doesn't whoop you, the the look of disappointment. The look of disappointment on your yeah, mama's yeah, face, yeah, yeah. you can't tolerate that. Like yeah. you you cannot hold on to that. Yeah, that's true. So well, anyway, anyway. That was my dad daddy venting. Mm-hmm. I was just upset about why people watched me being a real dad. And yeah. I you mean said I, you know what? I should start a podcast about being people. a father. You said people. Well, you, you know, what I'm you saying? know hey, 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 I don't I didn't want to point out race, but whosoever knows you know they're doing that. Saying. Whosoever would be surprised to see a black dude having a carry on with his daughter. And Man. I was walking proud too. Like, listen, you know how many times I go to the store and I go in the kids section to choose and pick clothes for my daughters. And I have like other moms. Apparently it's because I'm aggressive about that too. Look, black people, <laughs> we've been walking around with our children in rap since we were on the continent before. The, I know because we were walking around here, with that. Was, so that was, there ain't nothing new to that invention. We've been doing <laughs> that for ages. Okay. <laughs> to the European mindset that might be new. So for us, it was normal. Now to them, they're probably wondering why the kid isn't like in a stroller and you have like, a and I think that's why they were wondering, like, why is it in the stroller? Why I'm like, in the stroller? Because, and also they're thinking if you have to be on a carry on, it has to be the mom. And I'm like, mm. yeah, screw you. So, you know, 
Maybe when maybe when your daughter gets older, oh, there you go. Maybe when your daughter gets older and you put the leash on her or something, they won't look at you funny. <laughs> anyway, so we did. Yeah, we're gonna close out. Thank yep. you again for following us. Follow us on follow Facebook. Us. Follow us on YouTube. We got Instagram. We got every form of communication. We want you guys to voice your opinion about our podcast and contribute. You know, bring out some subjects, some questions. You know, if you want us to talk about stuff, let's have you got some questions for Ocho. You know, apparently he's single. You know, even if <laughs> even if this, even if you want his number, I got you. I Don't got you. You know, Don't do that. I will start Don't with Mimi CK because she's not here, but you know, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Don't do that. No DMs, please. <laughs> but you can hit us in the DM. Not oh, no DMC, but hit us in the DM. About questions. <laughs> questions pertaining to the show. I will respond anyway, to some DMs. This was this was Red Cup and keep it and keep watching. And again, like we always say, what's in my cup may not be what's in your cup, but we but, can talk about it. So let's talk about it. E Missy K, we'll see you next time. And Joris, where are you? Wow, man, you need to give me something because today I said it. You did say it. I wasn't going to say it. Like, I didn't want to hit you, but you said it. I was just going to let it slide over. We're going to talk about it when the camera stops. See you next week. See you. Bye. Love you. See you guys.